Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIP podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth, the founder of Sisu, the SaaS real estate growth automation software, and your host of the show. And today we are here with Jennifer Sino-Tucker. Jennifer is an associate broker and vice president of business development at Exit Realty. And she's based in New York. She's the co-creator of the Seven Saturdays training program for real estate agents and also the author of Becoming a Rockstar Real Estate Agent. Jennifer, is there anything I missed there? Uh, no, Brian, that's it. In my last uh, nine years as a real estate agent, you, you've definitely hit all my, my major milestones for sure. Okay, great. So welcome to the show. So you said nine years in real estate. Tell us how you got into real estate, first of all. Let's, it, let's go back in time here. Yeah, yeah. I love going backwards and then moving forward, right? Uh, yeah, so I uh, well grew up on Long Island, took a traditional route, you know, went to college and got my master's degree. Uh, started teaching in the public school system and realized that it really just wasn't for me. Uh, I really had the mindset of kind of doing my own thing and, and creating my own schedule and hours. And so teaching really didn't create that for me or give me those opportunities. Now, my mother has been in the real estate industry, well, it's 35 years now. So I kind of grew up listening to it. And uh, her and my dad also owned a small small business in, in our town too. So, uh, so I kind of got my entrepreneurial spirit from the two of them. And I started my own kids fitness business after I left teaching and um, wasn't really successful, but used mom um, as a mentor because she was, you know, she prospected and, and knew how to follow up on leads. And, and so I used her as a guide and a mentorship while I had my own kids fitness business. But Literally one day her secretary took a lead that was written out on a piece of paper for her and she looked at it, crumbled it up and threw it in the trash can. And I'm sitting with her and I'm like, but that's a lead you can turn into, can generate into money. And, you know, shouldn't you be following up on it? She literally said, I don't have time for rentals. Okay. I'm too busy working with buyers and sellers. You know, if you want to get your own real estate license, here's your phone. I took it out of her hand and picked it up. And that's kind of where I started off. That's the really the beginning story. Okay. Well, congratulations <laughs> and welcome to the world of real estate. Um, <laughs> yes, so, so you went from educator. How, how many years of school did that take you to, to go through and do with that? Uh, six years. I have my six. master's in education. Okay. So six years of schooling to get your master's in education, went into education and how long were you actually in that role? And what, wh- who were you actually teaching? Yeah, I was a teacher for um, middle school students. So sixth through eighth grade, and I taught physical education. So I was in the gym, you know, teaching all sports and everything. But yeah, I did that for five years. Okay. And then uh, the entrepreneurial spirit uh, that came from your parents just came out and you were like, I, I need to go start my own thing. <laughs> 
Well, you know, but in between kind of um, teaching and then getting into real estate, again, another traditional route, got married, had a, had a daughter. And um, after a year and a half of marriage and she was 18 months old, my husband was in a serious car accident and he suffered a traumatic brain injury. So we went through this time period of about five years where things were very, um, there's a lot of chaos going on and it was hard to get, you know, the right road and make good choices and, and figure out, you know, where I needed to go to take my family in order to, you know, to take care of them in essence. So it really was the trauma kind of period for me that made me realize that I had to let go of a lot of control in my life and really let someone else do it. And it was really praying to God and figuring that out with him that I could take a business and really build it from the ground up. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your husband. Hopefully everything's okay with him now. Uh, he's made a miraculous recovery. He, uh, he, yeah, he's able to take care of himself and his daily life skills and uh, as a relationship with his daughter. So, yeah. Great. So a lot of times uh, it takes something traumatic like that mm. to really help us as human beings elevate and take our lives to the next level. And so sometimes we respond where we just crash and do nothing and uh, our life you know, falls completely apart. And sometimes we dig in our heels and embrace change and really fight for what we believe we deserve. And it sounds like that's what you've done. So I'm, I'm thrilled to, to see that you took that step and to see the progress that you've made in the last nine years uh, in real estate. Uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely a lot of grit. And I think a lot of background, um, you know, just being an athlete and overcoming, you know, a lot of adversity um, is really kind of has created my own momentum in real estate to just keep going, you know, I'm able to take no for an answer and accept it and move on as opposed to, you know, dwelling on it and, and staying in um, that kind of moment. Yeah. So as you know, our podcast is called Grit, the Real Estate Growth Mindset. And I mean, that, that's really what it's about is how do, you, how do you have the grit to move forward? How do you have the growth mindset to, to not get offended, but to learn and move forward and make progress? So I think you're a great example of that, uh, Jennifer. So glad to have you on the show today. So let's uh, first talk about real estate. And it sounds like you're the vice president of business development. Yeah. Um, and an associate broker. So what is your role as vice president of business development? Does that mean you focus on recruiting or what, what is that? Um, yeah, that's one component of it. I'm um, one of the main trainers here in the brokerage as well. Um, we use the seven Saturdays to success training program for our agents as well. And I train that. And that's really kind of the premise of where the book Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent came out of. Um, the other thing is part of that is recruiting. Um, we're using a lot of um, video marketing to get out to agents um, and we're targeting a specific, um, specific agent who is maybe struggling where they are now. I mean, they have um, good numbers and good gross commission, but maybe are struggling to make 100K and more so that we can build their business up too. 
Okay. So how many agents do you guys have in your brokerage now? We have 36. Okay. Just out of curiosity, what, what are your goals for recruiting for, let's just say 2020 and then now 2021? Yeah. So for 2020, um, recruiting was to one agent a month. That was our, our main goal was to recruit one agent per month. And for okay. 20, 2021, we're looking at to add on 18 agents for 2021. Okay. So one and a half per month, essentially. One and a half, yeah. Okay. On it, as far as an average goes. So your recruiting philosophy, let's talk a little bit more about that. So you guys are doing that through, it sounds mostly through social media. A lot of social media. And then again, just targeting a specific agent and a continuous repetitive drip email, video drip email campaign for them as well. Um, we always are in doing a um, new agent kind of career night as well to draw some local agents in as well. Okay. So what kind of messaging do you guys do on your social media? What kind of messaging do we do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if, if you're trying to recruit agents, is it, I mean, I've, my wife runs a team of 25 mm -hmm. agents. Right also has her own brokerage. And I know it's been extremely successful for her to uh, really just add value to the real estate industry. Yeah, uh, I think and, in these times right now, we're actually, our message, and we just had a conversation with this, uh, was to really create a message around culture. I think during this pandemic kind of times, I think people, because we're working from home so much, People need to come to the office and are only going to come to the office where there's a culture that really is inviting, welcoming, and where they can learn and grow from. So our messaging is kind of shifted from value proposition to more of a culture, a cultural way so to attract those agents. Okay, great. So in training, you've adopted the seven Saturdays training program, which you developed, right? Co-developed, co-creator? Yeah. I'm and I both kind of created it, but with my educational background, I'm the one who really kind of formulated it and put the objectives and goals in place for it. Okay. And the book that you wrote, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent, actually you teach people those seven habits and those seven uh, habits, my understanding is all about how to help new agents in the business or maybe, you know, one to three years in the business really help them get to that 100K, which we all know that every time somebody starts being a real estate agent, their goal is always to make $100,000. It's the six-figure goal, right? It's always the six figures, right? I mean, we just, we get there, then, then we can figure, like, um, I think, especially for myself, I figured if I could get to 100K, then, you know, I'd be able to kind of coast a little bit and take care of things. Now I'm in New York, so 100K really isn't isn't that much here, but, uh, but it did help. Trust me. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's true for agents coming into the business. And I see this with CSU, the more, the more accountability they have, the more, and I call it positive accountability, the more motivation, the more mindset training, all that kind of stuff. I see agents very quickly get up to two and $300,000 mm -hmm. in today's, in today's market. But that sure. being said, the first initial goal is really how do we get to a hundred thousand? So I'd love to I'd love to dive into your book with you, into this training program, 
and really review these seven steps for, and you know, most of our listeners, I think are team owners and broker owners. However, uh, you know, this is something you guys can share as well with your teams. And, uh, you know, we also are getting more and more agents listening to the show as well, which by the way, if you're listening to the show today, don't forget to give us a five-star review that will just give us an opportunity to bring more and more uh, valuable guests onto the show and uh, really help you guys grow your business. So that being said, Jennifer, let's let's dive in. What are the seven steps to, <laughs> to really reaching success as a real estate agent? Yeah, so with step number one, we really start um, from the end game, right? Everything that we are taught is not, you know, from the beginning to the end. We really have to start with the end number and work our way backwards. So it really is a matter of reverse, reverse engineering and knowing your numbers in step one. Um, so uh, what that means is if I want to make 100K, right, what do I have to be doing on a monthly basis? And what are those goals and objectives? And what are the money-making activities um, that I have to do on a daily basis in order to get there. So again, we're looking at a big picture of 100K and really funneling it down to what am I doing on a daily and almost an hourly basis in order to get there. Okay. So for those of you who are maybe going, okay, what does this mean if you're new to the industry? What is the end game? The end game is 100K. So in order to get 100K, how many closings do you have to have every month? Yes. In order to have that many closings, how many do you have to put under contract? In order to put that many under contract, how many do you have to need to sign? And all the way back to conversations and actually the other activities that are going to drive lead flow. Yeah. So, so um, oh, go, go ahead, Jennifer. No, no, I was just going to say upon that, I mean, yeah, we're really breaking it down so that they have the right, um, and that would kind of lead us into step two was to have the right schedule or block plan in place. So okay. if we're using time management, right? That would be really kind of the next step. So managing your time. Okay. So before we jump into details of step two, one thing I do want to announce, since I think everyone is familiar with the, the mortgage calculators out there and figuring out how much your mortgage is going to be based on the interest rate. Well, Sisu now has, we, we've done over a million transactions in our platform now. And based on the, the knowledge and the learning that we have and knowing agents' conversion ratios across the country, knowing average price points, things like that, we actually just released a calculator that if you go to our site, if you are a customer of CSU, you have this currently. If you're not, you'll have this in the next week. But if you go to our site, um, you'll be able to, which is csu.co, that's S-I-S-U.co, You'll be able to go to the calculator there and put in a few pieces of information based on that. It will actually tell you exactly what you need to do to get to that $100,000 or $200,000 or whatever it is that you are wanting to achieve uh, in 2021. So that's, with this- with, That's with, great. I think that's awesome. With, with this being the goal planning time of year, I mean, this is where people are setting up their business plans. I just want to make sure that you guys take advantage of that. Super simple, and it will tell you exactly what you need to do. If we don't know your numbers, we'll base it on the industry averages. But if you've been on CSU for a while, we can tell you that based specifically off of all of your conversion ratios, your average price points, your percentage of business that's buyers and sellers and all that kind of stuff. So 
I'm super excited about that. I remember a year ago sitting in some business planning with some of our teams and customers and backtracking, you know, kind of like doing the end game and figuring out, okay, what are my, if my conversion ratio is this, how many of these do I need to do? And it, it was just a very complex process. And now we've really backed it in where you can really figure that out in a matter of minutes. So anyway, so that's, that's the first step, figure out where you want to be and what it's going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. Second step, scheduling. Um, yeah. So let's talk more about that. Let's dive into scheduling. When you talk about scheduling, Jennifer, what, what are you referring to? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Yeah, I, I mean, in the beginning, I was really kind of all over the place and being this kind of reactive type of agent, the phone would ring, I would pick it up or, or, you know, someone would say, I want to meet you, a buyer said, I need to meet you like now and I would run over there. But when I created systems in place that helped me deal with the phone that was constantly ringing, as well as just block planning my time as to what activities I'm doing on a certain day at a certain time, that really helps me stay focused and be a lot more organized in the business as well. So it was as simple as really crafting on a sheet of paper, um, you know, when I was going to prospect and when I would meet clients or when I was doing open houses and taking out buyers, Uh, just things like that to help keep things scheduled. And it came literally down to family time as well that I was scheduling out. Yep. So crucial. I think getting off to a successful start every day is so important. And it's that daily routine that some people might think is boring, but it's that routine that actually is going to give you your guaranteed success. And the reality is if you're in the office every morning doing that, if you've set the proper expectations with your customers, that that's what you do in the mornings, you don't have to take their calls from nine to 12. Um, so just make sure that you guys are doing that. Um, another thing on scheduling is, I mean, the real reason you're in the office every morning uh, after doing all the other things to get your day off to the right start is to get your business day off to the right start. And the real purpose of that is scheduling a meeting. So if you don't schedule a meeting every morning, then the reality is if you don't have a meeting that afternoon, evening, 4 to 7 p.m., I've learned, is the best time to actually speak with clients. That's when they answer their phone the most. So if you don't have an appointment at night from 5 to 7, then you should be back on the phones from 4 to 7. I'm not telling you to be on the phones all day, but I am telling you to be on the phones in the morning and then again from 4 to 7 if you are not out in front of customers at that time. Yeah, so. yeah that was the same thing. I kind of, um, because I was... Uh, single mom and raising my daughter I left the four to seven times to kind of be with her and have dinner and then would either be calling people back or showing a property after that yeah okay great what's step number three step number three is really creating this you what I call and what I've learned as you inc where you are incorporated and to treat yourself as the ceo of your business Um, A lot of times we get up as uh, we get this kind of to be this reactive agent, as I said before, and we're just kind of going, going, going. And we don't look at, well, you know, 
what monies are coming in and what expenses need to kind of go out. And it's not really organized and we're just filtering everything through our own personal bank account. But when we shift our mind to think about, you know, this is a business, I need to have a business account and to have, you know, a whole kind of accounting system to go along with it. That's when, that's another system I think that agents kind of overlook and don't think is important. Yeah, 100%. If you are in the real estate business, you are an entrepreneur. I don't care if you're an independent agent, if you're uh, on a team, whatever the case is, you should have a business set up. You should run it like a business, treat it like a business, hold yourself accountable like a business, give yourself scheduled hours like a business and have a business bank account. So yeah, business yeah. bank account. And one thing that I would did was um, also, you know, make myself an, an LLC so that, you know, I'm able to take advantages of some tax codes as well. <laughs> yeah, so definitely uh, for everyone out there, I'm not a tax advisor by any means, but I do know uh, that, I mean, there are benefits to having an LLC. There are other benefits to having an S-Corp. If you have an mm -hmm. S-Corp, you can pay yourself a salary uh, out of your commissions, which will help you qualify for a home loan, which so many people in real estate think that they need another job to be able to qualify for a home loan. We'll just structure it correctly. So go meet with a tax advisor, figure out what you can do to really, um, set this up so that you can benefit most from it. So mm -hmm. for sure. All right. Uh, step number four. Yeah, step number four is really just having a marketing game plan in place. I mean, really, that's what we're doing as real estate agents. We are marketers, right? Our first thing is to, you know, to generate leads. And we have to do that by marketing. So, I mean, I like to pick everything in threes. Um, so if there are three marketing plans or three platforms that you'd like to be on, for example, one of my best ones that I worked was networking. I loved being in networking groups and meeting two days a week and having breakfast with everyone, the networking group is really what catapulted my business in, in many ways. So networking, um, social media was also another, another kind of platform wherein I choose, I know most people will be like, no, no, you have to be on all of them or three. I choose to be on one because that's what works best for me. And Facebook has really uh, I've gotten leads from it um, just by posting, being in a lot of mom's groups as well as, you know, in the local PTA meetings um, as well on social media that way. Um, and the other thing is that's really worked for me is farming um, and cold calling my farm area and staying in contact with those people. So based on your experience, if you are a solo agent and you wanna make $100,000 a year, how much do you need to invest in marketing on a monthly basis? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And what I teach my agents is in the beginning, we really don't have a lot of marketing money. Um, so it's best to kind of leverage our time for money in, in that sense. So instead of maybe, maybe if you can't farm or can't afford, you know, the postcards in that sense, um, it's a matter of really knocking on doors and going a little old school. Marketing for me, money-wise, was the ability to find a partner and so that I could leverage some of my marketing money as well, whether that's um, a mortgage lender title company or another agent that I could team up with who kind of helps with those expenses as well. But if we look at ourselves as a corporation, as it's really not, 
a lot of agents find it difficult to let go of that marketing money. But when we look at ourselves and change our mindset to we are a corporation, it's an expense we have to take on in order to grow our business. Um, and that's when I don't think the number really matters that much. Yeah, I mean, when you start a business, I don't care what the business, you need to figure out how to generate leads. You need to be able, you need to be willing to invest in the business. And that investment might be as simple as committing to invest your time in doing three valuable social posts where you're bringing value to the community and they see that you add value, that you know what you're talking about and that you do that on, you know, could be one platform, could be multiple platforms. But um, my experience is you have to make at least three social posts a day uh, to really uh, let the industry know. And those aren't all real estate, but some of them are real estate. Some of those are other things, but you need to, you need to let people know that you are crushing it, or at least come across that you are, if, if you're going to generate business that way. Okay. What is item five? Item five is to use your experience and what you have. Um, you know, a lot of times we have agents who are coming from a different different types of backgrounds like mine was in education. But if we're able to use that experience and what we know and who we are, then I think um, it creates more of a natural attraction to the clients who are gonna wanna work with us. So yeah, step five is really simple. Just be who you are and stay true to who you are and use your experience from your past maybe career or even if um, you know you were a mom and raising kids, I mean, those are experiences and ways to deal with people and personality types um, that you're gonna have to know how to deal with, especially as a salesperson too. Yeah, I think you are a good example of that. You talked recently, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about PTA, like a lot of your business is coming from the PTA. You come from a background of education. That totally makes sense that your business <laughs> is going to be there. So network with your peers uh, and the people who who you are attracted to and who attract are attracted to you, right? Mm -hmm, so. For sure. Okay, and number six? Step six really is having a holistic approach to business. Um, for me, it was creating a mind, body, and soul-based um, way of looking at business. So what I mean by that is um, having proper health and eating standards in place and guidelines for that so that you're, you know, whether you like working out and going to the gym or practicing yoga and then just having more of a clean, cleaner eating, I would say, um, which has really helped me because it helped clear my mind and stay focused at work as well so that I was able to be more appreciative of the clients who were in front of me. It just created this kind of clarity that I didn't expect when I took on more of this holistic approach to business. Um, you know, the third, the third component um, in the soul base was really becoming more intimate with my higher power and just being grateful for, and that's really step seven, being grateful for what I had in front of me instead of thinking about the numbers, instead of focusing on, you know, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, it was focusing on the relationship of the client in front of me instead of closing the deal. Okay. So backing up to number six on this holistic approach, uh, I, I love that you guys have that in there because I think it's so vital 
we actually include as a standard activity that people track is meditate and exercise mm -hmm. because yeah. meditating and exercising are really a vital part of, of starting the day, right. Of really, you know, being able to perform, having your mind clear, having your soul clear. And, and that meditation, I think does graduate into your seventh step, which is being grateful. If, exactly. if you're in the right place with your mindset and have gratitude, gratitude and fear can't exist together. So if you mm -hmm. have the gratitude, the fear won't be there and you'll actually make your phone calls. Exactly. That's, that's just it. I mean, just, it was just with the clarity and, you know, if my meditation is even blocked in my day, I, I wake up at five 30 and, um, do a meditation journal for 20 minutes and, and then, um, you know, work out for 20 minutes as well. So I get it in, in the beginning of the day. And then the rest of the day is just, it's just so clear and focused on what I need to do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. On the, on the grateful part, uh, do you have any steps? Do you have any recommendations on what someone can do to, to bring that gratitude in their lives? Cause for some people, that's not an easy thing. Yeah. I, for me, um, it was just listening to affirmations, um, and really using I am statements to kind of be, to be grateful for, for just a moment there. It's just the simple things that we have in front of us that I think that we overlook um, that, that kind of escape us. And for me, it was just journaling on um, those 20 minutes in the morning, as well as listening to affirmations, um, you know, typically before I went to bed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for reviewing those steps with us, Jennifer, and uh, that book. Is there anything else that you... I would like to ask you a list of short questions that I ask all of our guests, but before I do that, I just wanted to know if there's anything else that you wanted to share uh, just about your book or the program or anything along those lines. Yeah, well, I'd love to give your audience there, Brian, a free download of my book. Uh, if they go to uh, www.rockstaragenttraining.com, um, they can download the book there for free. They can also, I'm a huge Audible person. I love listening to audiobooks. It's also on Audible, so they can go there and download it as well. Okay. Is it free on Audible? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, and, and how much is the book on Audible? I believe it's $7.99. Okay. Okay. So it's almost free. <laughs> almost. <laughs> okay. All right, great. Uh, so again, everybody go to rockstaragenttraining.com if you want a free download of the, the book we've been discussing. Jennifer, so being an educator, I, I love to find out how people like to learn. One of the questions I always ask is, what's your favorite book or what's your favorite source of learning? And that, <laughs> that, may, be, that may not be books, it may be another source. So. Um, well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but the latest one that I'm reading is by... Uh, Dr. Angela Lauria, um, and the book's called Make Them Beg to Be Your Client. Um, it's a really good book, also on Audible too, obviously. Um, and my favorite way of learning is kinesthetically. I mean, I'm an athlete by nature, so I, I like, I'm able to observe and be visual in that sense, and then act and do it. So... Just out of curiosity, we haven't really talked about the athletic side, but I think that's a big part of where grit comes from. So um, what is your background with the athletics? Uh, yeah, so I played um, uh, college basketball 
um, and I just dabbled in in uh, softball with um, I mean my daughter plays and I played in high school. Okay, so you were a, a high school and college basketball player as well as a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. a basketball player. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. And, and I, I wanted to know that because I think there's a lot that that we learn as an athlete in just competing. And mm -hmm. the, the, the fact is, real estate is a game. If you are in real estate, it's not because you love houses. You have to be in the game of numbers. You have to be in the game of production. You have to be in the game of selling yourself. And it is a very competitive sport. Uh, so if, if you're not up for that, if you just want to be on the home shopping network, you're in the wrong business. Uh, right. Find another realtor to go show you houses if that's, if that's uh, the game you want to be in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So um, Jennifer, what's your favorite place to visit uh, on vacation? Uh, Bermuda. Bermuda. Okay. Yes. I love it there. And your favorite thing to do in your personal time? My favorite thing to do, oh my God, I'm always working, <laughs> but I love working. That's why. Uh, and my life partner is also my business partner in real estate too. So we are always working, but I think my favorite thing to do is really just watch the kids kind of be kids and play their own sports and play the piano and watch them draw. I mean, that's really just my favorite thing to do these days. Okay, great. I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm super passionate about what I'm doing in life and my wife and I travel and it's usually business related. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're talking about our businesses very frequently and it's just, I think for some people, there's a separation in business and personal life because they may they may not be so passionate about their business world. But if right. if that's your passion, if that's your hobby, um, sometimes that's that's healthy to to go that route as well. Um, yeah. So. Exactly. All right, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, as far as how people can best get a hold of you, do you have a an email or a phone number, or what's the best way for people to reach out? Yeah. To you? So they can download my mobile business card if they text Rockstar1 to 85377. Rockstar1 to 85377. They can connect with me that way, download my mobile business card, or can always email me at jast1293 at gmail. Can you say that one more time, the email? Sure. J-A-S-T, John Adams, Sam Thomas. 1293 at gmail. Okay. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Grit Podcast. Again, go give us a five-star review or at least give us some kind of review. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And we will catch you all next week. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Brian. All right. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, Go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.